Welcome, Abundant Babe. I have been waiting for you. And I get the feeling I know you pretty well already. Because like me, you are the visionary, the eternal optimist, the one who embraces all aspects of her divine feminine while being grounded with ambitious and driven energy. You've got big dreams and you're ready to make it all happen. Well, let me tell you, soul sister, you've come to the right place. The Abundant Babe podcast is designed for goddesses just like you. We will talk about purposeful business, personal growth, mindset, money, manifestation, success, goals, all with a splash of spirituality and a tad of silliness. I know you've got it in you and now is the time, beautiful. Trust in yourself and take action on what myself and other abundant babes share in the sacred space. And believe me, babe, your life will continue to change and expand. I'm your host, Viola Hug, multi-passionate entrepreneur, mentor, and coach. And my purpose is to help visionaries manifest everything they want through alignment, spirituality, and tangible strategy. It is so great to have you here. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome back to the Abundant Babes podcast. This is your host, Viola Hug, and today I'm joined um, by the beautiful Beth Ryan. Hello, Beth. Hi, thank you so much for having me. No problem. So I'm really looking forward to this because this is actually super different to what we normally have on the podcast, but is still going to be super awesome, just like everything else, of course. And um, we're actually going to be diving into like some tips around video for the entrepreneur. So the thing that Beth does is she's a freelance videographer, video editor and course creator. So she's worked with like so many different types of people and, um, businesses and stuff. So she's worked with universities, doctors, intuitive mediums, dentists, nonprofit, nonprofits, and she's worked with six and seven figure online entrepreneurs around the world as well. And she's created courses from that and all of these amazing things. And she's based over in Nebraska with her dog and her um, fiance. So I'm really excited to have you on Beth. And I'd love for you to share a little bit more of your story. Like, how did you get into what you do? Like, when did you find out the importance of what you do? Like, let's dive into that a little bit further. Yeah, you know, I am a completely accidental entrepreneur. So I went to college to study broadcasting, and I was dead set on becoming a TV news anchor. And as I was getting job offers before I even graduated, like my final semester of college, um, there's this feeling inside of me that was like, I got a job offer and then I started crying and it wasn't crying out of like, I'm so happy. It was crying because every uh, part of my body was like, this isn't right. Wow. But I, yeah. I didn't have a plan B. I didn't think I would go on this route that I went on, but so mm-hmm. I turned that job down and I got a job as a waitress because, you know, I needed to make money after wow. I graduated. Um, oh my gosh, this is huge. Yeah, it was like, it was the first time that I feel like my intuition that I um, honored and like heard my intuition. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I've always, I've always been kind of like, I've always been spiritual and I've always been kind of woo, but I guess this was the first time that I like really listened to that inner voice, even though I didn't have a plan B, even though I wasn't sure if I would land on my feet. It was, yeah. it was a complete leap of faith because when you go to school to study broadcasting, you know, there's not much else you can do but go into the broadcasting industry or so yeah. I thought. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
So I get a job as a waitress, and one of my former editors at the local newspaper here asked me to start freelancing, doing some video blogs for the, you know, for the paper. And I said, yeah, okay, yeah, sure. But they, um, they wouldn't let me use any of their equipment. They were like, you have to buy your own equipment. And so I took out a loan for like $2,000 at the bank. I was so scared mm-hmm. to get a loan for that much money. And I bought camera equipment. And as I'm interviewing the first person for this, you know, video blog I'm doing for the newspaper, mm-hmm. she's looking at all my equipment and she's looking at me and she's like, now, can you make a video for my business? You know, like, is, do you own all this or, or does the paper own all this? I was like, well, this, this is all my stuff. And actually, I've never made a video for a business before. So, you know, I can show you my work from school. But other than that, I don't know. And she, mm-hmm. so she kind of took a leap of faith with me. And I took a leap of faith with her. And I, I made like a branding video for her business. Wow. And it all kind of took off from there. I, I realized I loved, loved marketing mm-hmm. and I love, you know, I love creating videos and it just so happens that we're in an age with social media that I kind of really lucked out that there's Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and people's websites and people mm-hmm. need video, not for TV commercials anymore. They need it for their social media. And yeah. so I started freelancing and, you know, this client led to the next client and within, so I was a waitress in January. By September, I quit my job as a waitress and then I started freelancing full time, full time. So that was, that was, um, four years ago. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I think that's so cool as well. And how you said you were an accidental entrepreneur, because I feel like you're right. Like we're living in a time where, because of the internet, there's actually so much more opportunity that wasn't even around when we were like at school deciding on what we wanted to be, if you know what I mean. Like Facebook wasn't even around while I was at school. Yeah. 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 It's so crazy. Um, the barriers to en- entering into business are much lower than previous generations. We really are lucky in that sense that, you know, I could spend just a couple thousand dollars on camera equipment and then my business was essentially created. You know, yep. I didn't have to, I didn't have to take out a huge business loan. I, I didn't have to, you know, build um, a studio or anything. I work mm-hmm. out of my house and I, you know, film clients wherever their business is. So it was just, it was really good timing. I'm just, I'm very lucky to be, you know, born into this time. And I think we all are to be able yeah. to enter into business without that huge monetary risk. You know, you don't have to spend a hundred thousand dollars to start your business. You can spend 2000 like mm-hmm. I did. <laughs> exactly. And I think that's like, it's such a pro because it's the time we live in the, and I think the only other thing is that sometimes for people, it's like not enough on the line. And that's when people can also get not as motivated, if you know what I mean. Like, have you ever experienced that with yourself or has, has always kind of the drive for the work driven you? Yeah, the drive for the work definitely drove me, especially when I was working as a waitress. I didn't like my job. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, you know, I tell people all the time because they're always like, oh, I want to start a business, but I don't have any time or I don't have any money. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Neither did I. So from nine to two, every single day, I worked on my freelance business. And then from, you know, three thirty to 10 30, I was a waitress. And mm-hmm. in between taking people's orders, I was writing out scripts on my mm-hmm. breaks. I was making client calls. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I just knew that this was something that I wanted to do. And I knew that the more I put into it, 
I could get out of being a waitress faster, mm-hmm. but it is hard. It is hard to be able to find that time to make it happen. Mm-hmm. I just want anyone to know that's listening. If you feel like, oh, I don't have enough time or I don't have enough money to make this business happen. I feel you. I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my just gosh. Keep going. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think that's like, and I think one of the big things as well, how you said that um, it was like basically an intuition thing. Like you get this job offer, which you think is going to be like your dream job and then you don't want to do it. Like that intuition like speaks to so many people. It's just sometimes it comes through stronger. Sometimes it's more subtle depending on, I think as well, like how far off you are from where your intuition or, you know, your higher self is wanting you to be. Because um, I've seen so many people in today's world as well who think they have an incredible career and then realize they're not fulfilled in that and end up doing something else. And my husband's like a perfect example because he, since he can remember, like his parents say since he could talk, he said he wanted to be a pilot. And um, he like started flying already when he was like, I don't know, like 13 or something ridiculous, like learning different things. I don't even know if that's how old you are when you can stop flying. But anyway, when he was like ridiculously young, he started flying and then he ended up being like the youngest commercial pilot in New Zealand where he lived. And um, then he flew for three years. And then after that was like, this isn't a career for me. Like I just, he's like, I like flying. I don't like a job in flying. Yeah. Um, And the, another thing I want to point out that I feel like um, sometimes people think they will be like, like the clouds will part and they'll <laughs> hear messages from the universe or from God or, or whatever they believe in. And I think that that higher self, your, your inner voice, your intuition, for me, it was, it was in my body. Like tears were coming out of my eyes and I just like had this feeling in my stomach. You know, it wasn't like this huge thing. It was, my body was, was reacting in this way because it wasn't right. And I did, I had that choice. I could have gone with the job and, you know, uh-huh. on that path, or I could have done what I did. And I think going with not doing the tr- traditional route of getting a, a, a job, um, deciding to be a waitress and not really having an idea of what I'm going to do, I, that made all the difference. And it mm-hmm. has helped me so much um, now that I'm in business I don't, my, I don't need to cry or to feel sick to my stomach to be able to hear mm-hmm. that intuition now. I, 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 by doing that, I kind of honored like, oh, I do have an inner voice that's trying to help guide me. Mm-hmm. And now it's more, um, it's easier to hear, I guess I could say. It's, it's so hard to describe because this isn't a tangible thing that I yeah. can show, you know? It's a feeling. <laughs> and the more that you honor that feeling, the easier it is for you to hear, to feel, to see, whatever you want to think about. Yeah, exactly. And I so agree with everything that you said, like our body gives us clues. And it is also like uh, um, a muscle, the more that we practice intuition, actually, like, you know, exactly like what you said, the easier it will become to hear it. Yes. Um, And uh, just a quick curious side note, have you heard of human design? No. Oh, my audience knows like I'm a little bit obsessed with it because it's like, it's super interesting. You're probably going to have to Google it afterwards and like get your fix, but but it's basically like, it takes into consideration like where you're born, what time you're born, all the things like similar to astrology, but it talks about how like basically like your energetic blueprint and like how people interact with your energy and how you yourself, like how energy moves through your body. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that was like really powerful for me to learn with human design is 
um, how your intuition speaks to you to help you make decisions. And it's like all body based. It's just some people get it in like their stomach and some people get it more through like a whole body feeling. And it's like really interesting. And um, like the way you were describing your intuition coming through, I was just like, oh my gosh, that so sounds like a description from human design. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I'll, have to, I'll look it up. I mean, I have had an astrology session before with the amazing Jennifer Rossiopi. Um, mm -hmm. Fantastic. And, you know, they like asked like, what time were you born and what day and everything? And mm -hmm. she's like looking at my chart and she's like, you were born to be an entrepreneur. I'm like, okay, that's so funny because I never thought I would be one. And now yeah. I am. So. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> totally. I know. And it's, it's funny as well, because when you do start picking apart those kinds of energetic things, it's really cool. And I think especially as you get like a little bit older and you've been, you know, just like walking on this earth a little bit longer and you see how parts are starting to fit together. Like it's really, really interesting. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. So getting um, back to like the video side of things, I'd love for you to share, like in your opinion, why is video so important and like what concepts of video? Is it like all video, like branding for your business? Is it like things like live video and showing up on video on like Instagram stories or like what aspect of video do you feel is so important? Yeah. So video is just huge with marketing your business and getting your story out there with connecting with people. And there's a reason why I've been so busy these past couple of years is because video is just, it's where it's at to sell your services, sell your products and, or just get your message out there. And that's because people want to connect with people. And in the past, the only medium we had to be able to connect in that way was through television. And it was extremely expensive. Now with the rise of the internet and social media and with smartphones, you don't even, you don't even need a fancy camera anymore. You can connect with your audience with the click of a couple buttons. Mm -hmm. And it's powerful because you're showing up and speaking directly to your ideal client, let's say, and you're able to convey to them what you can offer them, how you can help them. And when they see that, as opposed to reading it, as opposed to listening to it, there's something about that that immediately connects them to you and you can build up trust with them faster if you can show up on video and speak to them directly and um, offer them what it is that you can help them with. Whereas in the past, like I said, you could only do that through a TV commercial or, um, you know, just different forms of advertising that are kind of almost obsolete now, like billboards and, mm -hmm. um, magazine well not mags they're not obsolete but magazine newspaper ads so mm -hmm. having that ability to show up every day for your potential customers mm -hmm. is huge and I think if you're a beginning entrepreneur or you're a seasoned entrepreneur it depends on which platform you really want to focus on we can kind of go through the different platforms and what's best but for Facebook which I just feel like is you know the heavy hitter for everything mm -hmm. um it's live video, actually. I think there is a time and a place for recorded video. Obviously, I'm, I want to say that because I'm a videographer, but I will say quick connection and being able to respond to people live is huge. And I think people like that because when you're live, um, there's no smoke and mirrors. You know what I mean? Like you, you say what you need to say, and then you can respond back to people immediately. There's something about that immediate interaction that we really like, and we will trust you more if you can speak to us in that way. Mm -hmm. 
And I think also what's so interesting is like with words, even though there's like the energetics and the intention and all that stuff behind words, like people can interpret them in in their own way. And um, versus when people see you on like video, they actually see the way you're speaking it. So like you can say something that might sound like really like bland on um, just if it was written, but if you said it and they could hear your intention, like in the, in your voice and in your expression, it's like so much more powerful as well. Yes. Mm, yeah. And I, I know I like loved Facebook lives when they came up as well. And I started like dabbling around with Facebook lives, like way back when they first um, went live. And it's interesting to see the progression of how they've, um, how they're being used as well from the very beginning days till now. Um, but the other thing that I thought was really interesting, I can't remember where I heard this, but I, I like totally can like, I feel like it makes sense, but that your voice as well, like has a specific frequency that your soul clients pick up, pick up on. Like if we're talking about the total, like woo woo energetic side of business. You Mm. know, I I haven't heard that, but I I like that. Mm. Yeah. I like it too. And that's why like, even things like podcasts are really powerful because even if people can't see you, it's like, it's still your voice and it's still like, you know, that connection. (laughs) Oh yeah, 100%. Like being in people's ears, um, weekly, daily, whatever the podcaster decides to do is, it's just really powerful to be able to, um, you know, to be able to connect with these people in a way that in the past that we haven't been able to. Yeah. I think the number one thing that holds people up on getting on video is that they're scared or they feel they lack the confidence. And the only way to get over that is to be on video. <laughs> There's oh, just yeah. no way to get around it. And live video in particular really seems to freak people out. Mm-hmm. And I want to say that you're, when you're live, your audience is way more forgiving than if the video is recorded. You know, if, yeah. you, if you fumble over your words, if you mess up in some way, people don't seem to mind, you know, if you, if you lose your training, you know, people just, you're live and they understand that and they're, and they're willing to like look over you fumbling over your words and um, they understand how tough it is to be live on video and they just, I think it makes them relate to you more that you're brave enough to go on camera. Yeah. And do, you know, they see that you're showing up and that makes them trust you. So for the people that might be like, I can't go on camera, I'm too nervous, I, I, or I don't like the way I look, or I'm not confident, I've, I've heard all the excuses in the book, and mm-hmm. I, I hear you, I understand where you're coming from, I'm just saying that if you could change someone's life with working with them, if your product could really, really help them, if your service could get their business off the ground, you have to think about the people that you're helping and have that be more important than your fear. Uh huh. Oh my gosh. I so agree. And like what a lot of people don't realize when they like follow me now, because like I'm on Instagram stories, I'm on Facebook live, I'm on podcasts. Like I'm just like all over the place. And, um, people don't realize that I actually literally had a phobia of public speaking when I was like, you know, in my early twenties. Um, and, uh, like I remember at university in my third year, like, and I dreaded this since first year, I knew we had to do a presentation in third year. And I was like so nervous about it that I tried calling in sick until I realized that like they just make you literally do it the next day by yourself in front of everyone else, which I ended up having to do because I actually was so nervous about it that I actually physically got sick and I couldn't go. And then I just like came the next day and she's like, oh good, you're here. You can like do your thing now. And I'm like, shit. 
And um, I like broke out in hives. Like I couldn't even speak. Like my voice was shaking so bad. And everyone in the class was, there's like 13 people in my class. So it wasn't even a big class. And everyone's like staring at me. And it was just like the worst. And even like in group situations or like when the teacher like calls on you to ask your question, or if you're in like a group with like three or four people working on a project, if someone asked me a question, I would like freak out. I was so nervous to speak in front of people. And, um, then when I, um, you know, like I started really, when I became an entrepreneur, I really pushed myself to move past that. And I really did, but you're right. Like I never would have got past it if I just thought about it. Like I had to get up and start doing it. And then when it came to video and live video and stuff, it was almost like a whole new, um, ball game as well. Like you said, with like being live and the whole like interaction thing and, um, fumbling over your words. And I just kind of like got to the point where I was like so sick of trying to be perfect that I was like, I'm just going to show up and just laugh at myself if I make mistakes, which is what I do in real life. You know, like I say the wrong word and I just laugh. So I started just showing up and I, you know, sometimes have my makeup done. Sometimes I wouldn't. Sometimes I'd have a zit on my face. Sometimes my hair would be greasy. Like I just didn't really care. I'd just show up. And then very quickly I learned that this actually ended up channeling into one of my strengths, which is me, like the relationship that I'm able to build with my audience is one of my best strengths. And the comments I always get from them is you're just so real. You just turn up. However, when I talk to you one-on-one, when I see you on a live video, when I see you in person, you're the same person. So it was like actually became one of my strongest strengths, (laughs) strongest strengths. (laughs) Um, And yeah, it's like, it is such a powerful tool. It is. And I think that, you know, deeper than that, like we need more people in business who are good and have good hearts, you know, and mm-hmm. in the past, all of the power in terms of media went to the people who could afford it. Yeah. You know, and now because of social media and because of smartphones, it has been this awesome equalizer in the sense that you don't need to necessarily have a bunch of money to get your message out there. You know, you could post a video and it could go viral and that you don't pay anything for that. You know what I mean? So there's this awesome equalizer and it has given an opportunity for people who may have been born into, um, you know, less than desirable circumstances, maybe who, you know, just didn't have a lot of wealth in their family. It gives them an opportunity to build a business using social media that in the past they never would have been able to. And with video, it gives them an opportunity to put themselves out there and share their message that in the past, the only way you could have done that was with, if you had a whole bunch of money to spend on TV advertising. Mm -hmm. So it's just, we have such a beautiful opportunity to really step up as light workers into the world and get into the business world. And, um, make money so then we can put our money where our mouths are. You know, for me, being a business owner is a spiritual practice because I am very forward with the fact that I want to make money. Of course, I have a life to pay for. I'm getting married at the end of the year. Um, You know, there's, there's bills to pay and But I also want to make money because I want to build a team. I have a small team of two assistants, very part-time at the moment. I want to build a team. I want to have a studio. I want to have staff. I want to have the people on my staff love their job because they have a boss that cares about them. Mm -hmm. And on a bigger scale, I want to be able to start a nonprofit that helps women in my city 
who um, get on their feet and start their own businesses who weren't born into the privilege that I was born into, you know, like I was born into a middle-class family and parent, both my parents loved me. I, I was given the lottery in life compared to other people. Mm-hmm. And for those of us who identify as, you know, heart-based entrepreneurs, to me, you need to get on video and you need to build your business because we need you out there helping the communities. We need you out there helping other people. We need more people like you to build a business and create this income so we can help other people. It's really, really important. So um, I'm so passionate about what I do because I think video is the way to build your business. I think video and social media are the, it's, it's the way to do it. And I know we all have fears about being on camera, but I think when you see a bigger picture like that and you understand how much you can actually change in the world and your community, I feel like that fear just kind of goes down. Yeah. Oh my gosh, girl. Like giving me all the goosebumps and all the fears. <laughs> yes. Like, I love this. That's so true. And I can hear the passion in your voice and I'm sitting over here just like nodding my head, just like, yes, preach it, preach it, because this is so true. Everyone, <laughs> if you haven't already, go start your business. And if you're not on video, get on freaking video. <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> so um, I know you mentioned Facebook earlier. What about Instagram? Like what's the difference like for video for Instagram? Yeah, I love that you asked. So um, I, for Instagram, I always kind of follow human behavior. And it, and it seems to me that Instagram stories that's where more people are going first. They'll look at the stories before they'll scroll through the feed. Uh So for Instagram stories, it's, um, you know, obviously you shoot with your phone up and down, not side to side. And what people are really resonating with is really kind of the behind the scenes aspects of your life. You know, polished, pre-recorded beautiful videos um, are wonderful, but people really do like seeing, you know, the day-to-day of what you're going through. And I will say that with Insta stories to help people, um, you know, a lot of times we'll look on, look at stuff on our phones without turning the sound on. And I have noticed for myself that if I'll do an Insta story where I'm talking to the people, if I'll put a, um, a text kind of like summing up what I'm talking about on, on top of it, adding the text, maybe just one sentence, um, seems to entice people to want to click on the sound so they can hear what I'm saying. So it's kind of, you know, it's kind of like, you know, back in the newspaper days, they needed an awesome headline to get you to read the story. Now with, um, Insta stories, you need to give them a little bit a reason for them to turn the sound on when you're talking to them. And I know that seems like such a simple tip, but you'd be surprised at how many people aren't doing it mm-hmm. and how it really does help people stay engaged on your stories. Yeah, I actually so agree with that because I like fumbled into figuring this out for myself because I would notice that like I talk a lot on my Instagram stories. And, um, then I noticed that when I was like, for example, out and about, like I was on the bus or I was, um, like at a cafe or things like that. And times when I just had a bit of downtime, which is the time that I'd normally go on and look at stories, I'd have it muted because I'd be like in a public place or like sometimes it's early in the morning and my husband might be sleeping or something. And so I'd have it muted for the reason that I just didn't want to put on the sound because, um, of the circumstance or the situation that I was in. So I was like, okay, this is probably happening to a lot of other people as well. And so I started just writing like, you know, a, basically if someone skipped through all my stories, they could still get the message of what I was getting. And it makes such a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. That's a really good tip. 
And, um, and just noticing, you know, I'll have hundreds of people watch my story and then I'll post something on my feed and I'll only get like 30 likes. So I think just noticing for each person, like, where do I seem to get, seem to be getting more interaction, more engagement and whatever that is, focus your energy more there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so good. So in terms of, um, actual, I I know we talked about like, um, some tips for, Facebook getting on live video and Instagram, like the videos with the captions, um, in terms of overall with video, like what are your tips? Like, have you got some tips that people could take away and actually apply to like having, I guess, like engaging videos or, um, I don't even know if there's like other tips in terms of like how you lay it out. I don't know, you know, like what, what are kind of like the top areas to be aware of, I guess, with video first. (laughs) Yeah, so I think that for uh, for one thing, if you're going to record a video, um, you should be able to use it on multiple platforms so that one piece of content can really get a lot of reach. So if you're mm-hmm. going to put it on YouTube, put a shortened version on Instagram, and then uh, do a version on Facebook as well. So um, mm-hmm. if you're going to do pre-recorded videos, I would always say, uh, batch your content, you know, shoot like four videos in one hour, and then, you know, post one video a week on your social media and have it spread over a couple platforms. So you're hitting all your bases. Mm-hmm. But I think the main thing is the types of video and, and, and getting other people on board with you. So for instance, sometimes what I'll do is I'll interview like a client or a customer. Um, I have an online course and so I'll interview a customer and have her talk about her business on my page and, um, and then we'll talk about what she learned from me in my course. So it's a win-win for both of us. Um, these interviews, you would think that more people would do them, but I find that especially if you have a smaller audience and you're trying to build it, the best and cheapest way that you could build it would be to collaborate with other people. And I think the best way to collaborate would be to do video interviews and they don't have to be fancy. I'm talking like doing a dual Facebook live. You can use belive.tv. It's Mm -hmm. a free platform to do um, interviews and it's a way for you to get in front of someone else's audience and for them to get in front of your audience. And so win-win for both of you, I think that can be um, really, really powerful. And I'm surprised that more people don't do it. Mm. And then um, when shooting videos, like let's say you want to do a live video, there's a couple of things that you can do to make these videos look better that are really, really simple. So I'll go through them really quick. Um, so lighting is everything and you don't have to go buy expensive lights, but if you could get in front of a window to get that natural light with the light shining on you, that'll make you look really, really nice. What I see a lot of people do is that they'll have the window in the background because they're like, oh, that's a pretty background. It's, you know, it's outside. But what that does is you don't have any light shining on you. The light is behind you. So you look dark. So if you don't have fancy equipment or anything, you don't need it. You just need to get in front of a window to make yourself well lit. And then also um, talking about headspace. This is something that drives me bonkers. And it really does separate, um, you know, the experts from the uh, beginners, I guess I would say. Mm-hmm. As sometimes people will position themselves in their on the phone, you know, and either their head is being cut off or they're so low that it just looks kind of weird. So when I say headspace, I mean the space from the top of your head to the edge of the frame. 
You want about a hand's distance between you because if you're too low, it just looks weird. It looks like you're slouching. Um, but if you're too high, your head is getting cut off and people don't like that either. Mm -hmm. So those are my two most basic things. Get good lighting, you know, and if you don't mm -hmm. have a light, then just get yourself in front of a window. And mm -hmm. then before you hit that go live button, before you hit that record button, check yourself out in the frame. Are you centered? Are you too low? Are you too high? Because mm -hmm. just being well lit and being properly positioned in the frame makes you look more legit and professional and, mm -hmm. and probably more people will listen to you mm -hmm. and watch it. Awesome. Oh my gosh. I love those tips. Um, and in terms of like, so, cause I guess like the big thing with Facebook, if you're going to do videos is live videos, when would like recorded videos be relevant? I love that. Yeah. So recorded videos could be something if you're going to do like a big promotion and you want to explain what your product or service is in such a way that like kind of answers all the client's questions, mm -hmm. I would do a recorded video for more fancy. This is a big deal. I want this to be on my website. I'm going to use this for a Facebook ad several times within the next year for like those big promotions. I would do a recorded video. Live videos I think are great to do like every week to connect with your audience. So for most entrepreneurs, I would say recorded videos are really powerful for promotions, mm -hmm. specific promotions, though you can do live. I'm not saying you can't do live videos. You can. Mm -hmm. I think live videos are really great to keep that engagement up with your audience because you do want to keep your audience engaged and you do want to have videos on your page as often as you can, because if you're going to dive into Facebook advertising, having videos with video views, you can actually run ads targeting the people who have watched your videos. Mm. And that's a really specific audience who's obviously interested in what you're talking about. So that ad will probably perform really well. So that's why I would say do live videos to keep that engagement up, to get those views. And then if you want to do professionally recorded videos with a videographer, do those for the big stuff. Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And then, yeah. oh, testimonial videos are huge. So okay. Um, you know, in my intro, you said that I, I work with six and seven figure entrepreneur, online entrepreneurs. And primarily what I do with them is I edit their testimonial videos and their sales videos for their online programs and testimonial videos are huge. And I said, you could do a live video interviewing one of your previous clients or customers and you can, but having like a compilation video of, you know, seven people who went through your course, uh -huh. You know, that's hard to kind of wrangle in for a live. So what most of my clients do is they'll have their customers record, you know, like a two to three minute video talking about their experience with the course. And then they send it all to me and I create a compilation video. And those have been really, really powerful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, the, so the lighting's important. The headspace is important. The, um, the type of video that you're doing is obviously important as well. Interview videos, testimonial videos. Um, and then is there any other tips that you have? Like, I don't, I don't know if there's every, if, if we've already covered everything or if there's anything else like kind of basic that people can apply if they're maybe like um, either amateurs with their video, they've kind of just been doing whatever, or they're maybe just wanting to build up the courage to, to get in, get on video. Yeah. I think a lot of people can get overwhelmed at the thought and, 
you know, I tell them like, well, why don't you write a script? And then they're like, well, I don't even, I don't even know how to write a script. So I think pre-planning before you do videos can take a lot of the anxiety out of the process because by the time you're in front of the camera and hitting record or hitting go live, you feel prepared. So making sure that in every, let's, we'll just talk about live videos, making sure in every live video that you introduce yourself, like who you are and what you do, because you never know what new person is watching and they have no idea what you do. And then having kind of like a clear path of what this video is about, you know, point one, point two, point three, and remembering that a lot of people don't resonate with facts. They resonate with stories. So be, being able to throw in a story um, as often as you can will help people remember what you're talking about more so than just throwing a bunch of facts at them. And then at the end of the video to always close out with some sort of call to action, um, telling them, you know, go like my page, go follow me on YouTube, go download this PDF, whatever you want them to do. And always, always, always thanking them for watching because you're polite and you always want to thank people for their time because that is their most valuable resource that they could give to you. Mm, that's so good. I love it. And yeah. so the other question that's just popping to mind as well, like with live videos, because I know that you can do live videos um, on your computer, on your phone, um, and they can be portrait or landscape. Does it like, do you think it makes a difference how you actually show up in live or is it kind of just, um, it doesn't matter if, as long as you're live? You know, that's a great question. So the reason that it would matter for live videos, whether you're in portrait or landscape, really depends on if you want to repurpose this video or not. So mm -hmm. what you can do after you go live is you can actually download it to your phone and then you could send it off to an editor or you could edit it yourself to um, repurpose it for YouTube, Instagram, etc. So mm -hmm. if you do want to use it for um, YouTube or even Instagram, shooting it in landscape mode, that's when the phone is side to side, It'll, that's the correct format for those platforms. Shooting it up and down in portrait mode is um, fine for Facebook and it's fine for Insta stories. But if you want to put that on YouTube, unless you can add in a background, it'll have two black bars on the side, if you know what I mean. Like it's the video in the mm -hmm. center and there's two black bars on the side. So I guess for in terms of like, do, does one perform better than the other? I haven't found an answer to that concrete answer to that yet, but it only matters if you want to repurpose it or not. If you, if you're like, I don't think I want to repurpose it, then you can just shoot it in portrait mode up and down because mm -hmm. that's how most people are looking at their phone. Yeah, true. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. And so when people are, um, like you mentioned, like, um, for people who are nervous to like come up with a little script or like a clear path of what they want to talk about, do you think like, um, keeping in mind that live videos are like really powerful for connection. Do you think that it's always a good idea to have like videos that are really like purposed or is it okay to just to come on and have chats about things with like, kind of like, you know what you're going to talk about, but it's not necessarily, um, like, you know, roughly the points you want to make, but you're just letting them kind of like flow out in conversation style. Is that also engaging or do you find like nowadays with people being a little bit more precious with their time, it's better to have like more clear, um, clear content? I think it depends on the person going live. So if you feel comfortable enough to do that, I think that's fine to do that. I do know that um, long, the longer the live video is, the more different viewers that you can get people popping in and popping out. Yeah. Um, 
one thing that I see a lot of uh, online entrepreneurs doing that I think people love is just kind of going on there and being like, ask me anything. Like, what do you want? What do you want to talk about? Mm-hmm. And be surprised about the kinds of questions that people have. So if you feel confident enough to do that, I say, go for it. Go do that. You know, it doesn't, every video doesn't have to be the most perfect professional the best video you've ever done. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds terrible, especially coming from a videographer, but sometimes it's just showing up for your people and answering their questions. And that's all they need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that makes sense though, because again, like when, what we spoke about at the beginning, like the whole purpose of video is being able to show people like you and then like live videos, it's like real time action you. And so it's also like giving people a variety of ways to be able to, um, to connect with you and make you more relatable. And like, if you had like one video that was like really structured and kind of like, Hey, here's some three tips to do this or whatever. And then the next video was like, let's do Q and a and have a chat and just, you know, chill. Then it's also showing like a more dynamic side of you, which is really powerful as well. I think. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Oh, awesome. Okay. This has been such an amazing chat. I'd love to know if there's any last tips that you want to leave for the audience before we, you know, start closing off or anything, but thank you so much for everything that you've shared. I think it's been really, really powerful. Yes. This, I've so enjoyed our talk as well. I think the last thing I just want to say for anyone listening to this is that you really can do anything you want. It really is up to you. You know, we have one life and you might as well do what you want and you just you'll make mistakes along the along the way you might embarrass yourself on a live video sometime but just I gotta tell you life goes on (laughs) and life's too short so just do what you want with your life and trust that your inner voice will guide you along the way absolutely I couldn't agree more that's amazing so how can people connect with you if they just want to be in your vibe more or they want to learn how to work with you like where's the best place for them to get in touch with you and connect with you more yeah I'd love to see you over on my Facebook page facebook.com slash Beth Ryan I'm on Instagram at Beth Ryan Media and then if if you wanted to work together like you you needed a video editor or something like that you can go to BethRyan.tv Cool. That's perfect. I love that .tv. It's perfect for, <laughs> for media work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much again for hopping on and to the audience. Thank you so much for being here. You could be anywhere in the world right now and you're choosing to be here. And I'm so grateful for that. If you have been listening on your phone and you're not driving the car, please screenshot this and upload it to your Instagram story and you can tag me and Beth as well. So we know that you listened. And feel free to get in touch with either of us to ask more questions or continue the conversation. And I love you loads. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.